You all right to this one? I do. <laughs> I do. All right, Speed City fans. I am over the top excited because you guys know that I'm a gearhead and I'm a tech head. But we have a very special guest. We're out here at Circuit of the Americas, and we have DHH. Uh, and if you don't know DHH, he is a race car driver, but he also has another gig that he's done a little software development. And we'll get to that later, but we'll talk about some racing now. So how, how far is it, how has it been so far in WEC today? I think it's been a real turnaround for us and for our car. Um, we finally have a setup on the car, I think, that's competitive. Ryan did a stellar job in qualifying. Unfortunately, I couldn't quite back that up with my own performance in qualifying, but uh, I've been running real well in, in practice, so really looking forward to this race. It feels like we've had some, some downer races coming into this, but um, I've not been as encouraged to, to see the pace of the car in qualifying and in uh, practice as, as I've been at this event. Any particular challenges here? I mean, I know Texas is it's hot here, and the track is amazing Formula One level technical track. But anything particular a challenge of, about Circuit of the Americas? It really is an interesting track because it changes a lot depending on the heat. Not just how exhausting it is to drive the car, but the track itself. I was just out now. The last session I had was last night. I come out expecting that the track is going to roughly feel the same way, and it didn't feel the same way at all. So there's a lot of areas that get very slippery when it gets hot. And if you're not sort of just on the money right away, realizing, oh, I can't do all the same things I can do when it's 20 degrees cooler, you can get caught out. So that's really an interesting challenge. Most tracks do not change as much as this does. Um, I'd also say that some of the, even though it's enough F1 level track, it's like there's some dippings. Like the track is falling away in a few places, so our car is bottoming out hard coming down the back straight, which is a little unnerving the first few times you drive over and you just hear smack. And you think, did I just break something? Nope, I just went over a dip in the track. Um, what else? I mean, the heat, of course, everyone say, oh, Texas is hot. But in our car in particular, it's particularly hot. Because unlike the GT cars that actually have real air conditioning cooling the air, we just have ambient airflow. And it is really hot. I was out for 40 minutes last night, and you'd think, oh, it's at night, it's not that hot. Nope, it was still 40, you know, 85 degrees, and after 40 minutes in the car in a closed cockpit like that, with only ambient airflow, and not even that much of that, uh, you were worn out. Yeah, somebody was asking me, I'm from Austin, so people were asking me, how cool is it going to get tonight, in the, you know, for tomorrow night at 11 o'clock? I said, it's still going to be in the upper 80s, so you guys are not going to get much relief. But, uh, well, so, I do want to talk a little bit about your other world of I'm a huge fan because in my other world, I have a company that we basically built our company on Ruby on Rails. Oh, awesome. So, Excellent. And, and you invented Ruby on Rails, essentially, right? Yeah. So uh, I've been doing uh, Ruby for now, what, 12 years or something. And, and about uh, back in 2003, uh, I had just discovered Ruby. It was sort of an unknown language at the time. It was out of Japan. Not a whole lot of people in the West was using it. And I picked up on it, um, fell in love immediately. It's just such a beautiful programming language. It, it, elegant, it seems to be the word that all the developers use. Absolutely. It's just incredibly elegant. It's very easy to get into that flow, which is also what I love about race car driving. You get into that mental state where time and space sort of gets a little fuzzy and you just focused on the task. I find that getting into that with programming Ruby is incredibly easy and, and rewarding. Getting into that with race car driving is incredibly rewarding. And, Easy, too. I mean, once you're in a car that's going 200 miles an hour, you better sort of be in the flow and not be distracted. So I really like that about both worlds. Um, 
but uh, it's also wonderful to be able to combine both things, like to be able to do technology as my, my day job and then come over here in the racing world and, and play on the weekends. Well, just one last thing. When I did tell my developers that you were in town, I just shot them a quick email, and in like 90 seconds I got an email back that was all caps, several paragraphs, OMG, can I please come with you? So they were really over the top. But, but it's really interesting that, that this series, WEC, and technology like you talked about, especially at the highest levels of WIC, it is so much about technology. I mean, at every level, really, automobiles are becoming so much about technology. So I would imagine that that it's such a huge passion for you to be able to combine those two. Absolutely, and, and even the driving process is becoming about technology. We have such good telemetry now on the cars that you just get such a printout. Like, it's almost like you're debugging a program. You're debugging your driving, and you're like, oh, I made a mistake there, I made an error there, and you can just see everything down to the smallest detail, and you can spot, oh, half a tenth of a second was lost in that corner because I got on the gas slightly later than Ryan. and It's just a incredibly sort of rewarding to move from I'm used to sort of the analytics of why is the program slow I have to optimize it and now you move over to the race car and it's it's in many ways the same thought patterns you go through I can easily see that you know when I think of automotive technology I think of uh, the, the things that make the car go faster and corner better but there's also all that data that you guys get to look at because when I walk by especially like at Formula One and this level and I see the engineers sitting in all the screens and looking at all the data of, of literally every point on the racetrack and where you, where the pedal, uh, the throttle position is, where the brake position is, all those things, all that data. That's incredible. You can't hide anymore as a driver. Uh, engineers see everything, and they see it live, which is a big change too. On, on sort of these high-end cars, all the telemetry is streamed live. So in the race, they'll see minute by minute the update of what's going on in the car. They can see when you make a mistake. They can see when you locked up the tires. They can see which tire you locked up and how much. And they can tell you in the radio that, hey, you got to watch out in turn 12. You're locking front a little bit. Maybe uh, consider going to the rear on the bias or something else like that. So it's really interesting that they get that whole system overview. Um, without a car, of course, and with any sophisticated race car, you got to monitor all the um, aspects of the engine too so they see everything from oil pressure and temperature if the if fuel is coming in right and all that aspect of it. you see just a wall of data just flowing by like the matrix and if you know what to look for you can see um, you can see a race car in there <laughs> that's great we do joke about that at the office about the guys in the back looking at the matrix but I, I, with all that data it's very relatable well one last question I, how did you uh, how did you get into racing after being in software development for so long? Sure. So I actually didn't get my driver's license until I was 25. So I lived in Denmark until I was 25. And just before I came to the U.S., I got my driver's license. I played a lot of video games, though. I always loved racing games. So in 2007, a friend of mine in Chicago, there's a racetrack called uh, the Autobahn Country Club. He invited me down. I actually got a chance to sit in a real race car for the first time. And I thought, this is pretty neat. Uh, I should do more of that. So... Um, I started sort of just doing club-level racing for, for a couple of years, and then in, uh, what was that, 2010, I got into sort of the latter series of how you get to here. GT4 with the Porsche Cayman, then I did the uh, GT3 Cup, um, then I jumped into a, a Lotus Evora uh, for a couple of races, and, uh, and then I jumped into LMP2 in 2012, and that was really when... I reached in some ways my goal of going to Le Mans. For me, racing and getting involved with this has always been about Le Mans and Le Mans-style cars and, and prototypes in particular. So getting to Le Mans in 2012 was And, and was you guys won Le Mans, right? In, 
in uh, yes uh, last year 13, last year 14, in yeah. uh, with Aston Martin um, finished first in the in the GTM class which was just a dream come through being at the top of that podium and you see tens of thousands of fans down below you it's just absolutely incredible and it was even more incredible because the year before uh, it feels fantastic to, to finish well at Le Mans, but to finish second, which is what I did in 2013, stinks, actually. Um, so being able to wipe that slate clean and, and finish uh, on the top step last year was just incredible. Dream come true. It's very interesting about you talk about being 25 where you got your license. I've got two teenagers right now, and they're not in a big rush to get their license. And it's also interesting about video games, how, how kids are, are going in, like, in the Nissan GT Academy. They're going straight from driving on uh, video games into actual racetracks. It's really amazing. But I think there's, there's absolutely no doubt that the years that I spent playing video games helped me tremendously. I, when people initially, when GT Academy was announced, were like, oh, ha, ha, you can't get a real racing driver out of video games. I'm like, yeah, just you wait and see. Just you wait and see. It's very much the same things. Uh, if you take it seriously, and it's not just like a game where, oh, I can just hit restart every time. If you take it seriously and you use it as diligent and intentional practice, absolutely. Before I got going with, uh, with WEC um, and knew all the tracks, I'd load up whatever video game had the track, find that video game, even some obscure ones I think we had to find, maybe with Bahrain or something else. I had to look up some title from 2012, like, do I have an old PlayStation that can play this game? Just to figure it out, to um, uh, be able to practice. It makes an absolute massive difference. Well, DHH, thank you so much. I could go sure. on for about another hour, but I'm going to let you go because there's lots of people around here. Thank you so much for sure, coming on Speed City. Absolutely. Cool, absolutely. I look forward to coming up and uh, having a chat with you guys. Yes, and, uh, yes. Uh, yep. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, how are you? I want to shake your hand. Hey, man. I'm, I'm, I'm Oh, cool. Awesome. Nice to meet you. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Have a good